You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hello, angels. Welcome to episode 58. We are here. We're going to talk about something serious today, but we're going to start with the trigger warning. Um, We want to just let you know that what we talk about today may cause a reaction, a triggered response based on your feeling of situations you may have had that are similar. It may take you back to moments that are traumatic in your life. And we just want to make sure that if you are triggered, that you call 911, go to your nearest emergency room or reach out to a friend who can help you process the trigger response um, or reach out to us because we're here to help that in every way we can. But we just want you to just listen to it, you know, know that it could trigger you and that to keep yourself safe and that if you feel you're vulnerable to maybe skip this episode until you're ready to process as part of your trauma. Yes, absolutely. Put in, put in those safeguards. Press pause. If you feel like you need to reach out to somebody and go, hey, uh, I might have to call you after I listen to this episode. Is that okay? (laughs) Yeah, create safety, a safety plan. Absolutely. So that you can learn and grow, but at the same time, you can be safe in doing so. Right. Yeah. We don't want you to be, you know, completely afraid and then never, never come here because this is, you know, why we do this is so that we can do work and eliminate, um, you know, these triggers the best that we can and, and learn how to. Uh, process our trauma and have it create responses that are less severe in the future. So, so Vanessa, <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Well, we're going to talk about the A word, the big A word that I hear a lot um, in, in counseling, or we hear a lot in the world, and that is anger. Um, we Anger gets a bad rap. Uh, we talk about anger as a terrible, horrible emotion. It's actually not. Um, it's very normal. It's very um, telling. It tells, a, it tells a story. It's also what I call like an umbrella emotion where, you know, it shows up nice and big, um, but there's, there's a lot of um, other, other parts of it that are underneath that umbrella that are actually holding it up. So yes. we, we've got, you know, a lot of other emotions and so when we're triggered by anger, that's really what we got to be looking at. But um, we're going to go into our expressions of anger, our, you know, what, how does it manifest in each of us? And I think some of the things that we say will be a bit surprising for people to hear, but also really probably relieving <laughs> to be able to understand that part of themselves that sometimes is difficult to understand. Yeah, for sure. Um and I think that until we're in a situation where we typically ignore, like a person who maybe has not had trauma is very easily expresses their anger and it very easily feels and doesn't have this um, idea or a um, 
what's the word belief system around anger that prevents them from expressing it. And, you know, and this came up, I think, because um, I had an experience where I was angry, but I was unable to express it because I was petrified of expressing Mm -hmm. anger because of what my belief system believes about anger. And it, it kind of made, I think made me realize that, wow, how many other people are unable to be in touch with their anger because either they've been, it's been invalidated for them or they've had um, a situation where anger was violent um, and, or that you, you maybe have had an upbringing that you don't get angry because it's inappropriate to be angry or, you know, or you have, you just experience a lot of anger and rage because there's so many other un- um, experienced or dealt with feelings that you're experiencing that you just, you're afraid because you're afraid you're going to be that pressure cooker because of all this other mixed emotion that you're just going to blow up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we still, we remain a society that does not do a really great job at, uh, teaching each other how to handle anger, how to handle it, how to experience it, like every other emotion, right? Like we, we teach that your emotions come and go and that you sit with them and you, you know, you kind of talk with them and see what's going on so that you can heal it. But anger is one of those ones that we are always trying to do something to make it go away. We're not allowed to understand it. We're not allowed to, cause it's just a terrible, terrible emotion for one way or another. You know, um, I think, you know, there's that pendulum swings, right. Of what you're saying of, you know, not expressing anger at all and where that comes from of suppression in the house. If, you know, the parents are very laid back and anger is not allowed here, you know? And, and so what happens, you grow up thinking that there's something wrong with you because you feel anger. Um, and nobody taught you how to process it. Nobody taught you how to look for what was happening underneath so that you could actually address the issue that was causing anger. Um, and then, you know, the other end of the pendulum where you've got a very violent home and that's all you learned was anger expression. But because nobody taught you how to do it the right way, you'll try to suppress it completely because you know you can't handle anger. And that also not healthy because again, anger happens. It's going to happen. It's, it's, it's innate in us. It's just a matter of what we do with it, how we, how it manifests within us, how we heal our relationship with anger so that we can use it in a healthy way. You know, I always say that to people like anger is telling you it's, it's pain, right? Like anger is telling you that you got wounded hard, you know, because it's an automatic reaction to make something stop, right? Like even with, with de- depression and anxiety, we, we think about those things, but we're, we're, we're able to sit in those way more than anger. Anger is like fight or flight, man. Like we got to make this stop. We got to make it stop now. And that means it's a deep wounding of yeah. some sort, you know? Um, but if we continue to believe that that's something we should eliminate, well, <laughs> those deep woundings that are inevitable, we will never learn how to deal with them. Right. If we can't accept right. that anger is part of a healthy set of emotions. Yep. Yep. And I think that, you know, it's funny because I, I reference a lot of things back to Victorian England where it was, you know, for men and, and whatever it was, they were just not, 
expressing emotion was not something that they could do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's no wonder why they went and murdered people and pillaged them because they were just a bunch of people with suppressed emotion. Right. Well, yeah, in a way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, it just, but I just, you know, I, I think that no one, there's very few people that have a very healthy relationship with anger. Yeah, I agree. I've not met many. Yeah. And I would, I mean, I am open with this, with my clients and everything. There are, there are things that I struggle with too, because of, of my life experience, anger being one of them, you know, because I don't like to make people upset with me. And I feel like my anger response can make people upset with me. So that becomes a fight within me of when I'm angry, how do I express this without ignoring that I'm angry because if I'm angry it means I'm hurt and I'm hurt for whatever reason you know I may be frustrated it's still hurt it means I can't get something done that I want done um you know or whatever it is you know I feel like like somebody's treating me like crap or a boundary's being crossed those are things that I'm going to get angry about how do I express my anger in a way that doesn't create a worse situation and you know what that had done for a very long time it caused me to be a people pleaser (laughs) is you know just keep the peace you'll handle whatever it is whatever disappointment you just hold on to it you take you can take disappointment you can live with disappointment but you can't live with confrontation you can't live with making somebody upset with you because, because you expressed your anger, you know? Um, and then that, that, that was that. So that's something that even I, you know, I don't have problems admitting, you know, that sometimes it comes and I don't know what to do. Sometimes it makes me clam up because I don't know what to do. And I really just want to sit with it and say, well, what's really going on here? You yeah. know? Well, and for me, And I love that you say that because I'm like, oh yeah, I never thought about that too, is I too am a recovering people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and yeah, it was, it was just not wanting to upset another person with how I was feeling because if I was upset with them and I, and then I created more upset, like I felt guilty because I, I, and I wanted to make it better. So there was, and, and a lot of my people pleasing stemmed from being a kid and trying to make everybody happy in my household. So nobody would yell at each other. So nobody would get upset and nobody would argue and nobody would hurt somebody. Um, my, my first experience of anger is, is goes way back to my stepfather, um, who was a very angry human and, he used to threaten my oldest brother all the time with like putting his head through the wall because he was angry because he didn't do this or didn't do that, or wasn't a straight A kid or, you know, or wasn't a, you know, he would just like belittle him severely. And so when it did happen, when there was actual physical violence, I began to kind of associate anger with that sense. So anger was never healthy. Anger was always just it. it, it, For me, anger equaled violence. Anger equaled hurting somebody. Anger equaled, you know, you know, just you know, unsafe. It was just unsafe for me to be angry. And then you know, my mother, God bless her, being um, you know, a single mother of three children who was barely making ends meet, wasn't really making ends meet, and you know, and so when my brothers would, 
my my older brother would ask her for money and hound her, you know, she'd throw silverware drawers at them. <laughs> you know, it yeah. was just like it created this, it perpetuated that state of because she didn't, she had a lot of hurt and pain and and you know, and trying to keep us together, a roof over our head, food in our bellies, that that frustration, the pain of being left holding the bag after my stepfather left. You know, so she alone, that anger for her was like you said, that umbrella of all the pain, the depression, the, 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 you know, what she was feeling and all she could do is just be angry because it, it just, it was just for her easier than to live in and express how she was really feeling to three children who had no idea. <laughs> Right, right. And what do you do as a parent? You try to protect your kids from it. But meanwhile, you're throwing silverware. <laughs> I, like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to worry about finances, but duck. <laughs> right? Like just not being able to take a pause and go, well, that's not helpful either, you know, because of that, like you said, that just emotional unrest and not being able to be rational because nothing made sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and, and it's so, and it's funny because when I experienced anger a couple of weeks ago, when this subject came up, there was a couple of different responses I had, you know, the first I was angry about, you know, when I injured myself, so I punished myself. So there again, I'm perpetuating that violent statement, but the, the last time I had, I was confronted with my anger, like I couldn't express it out loud. Yeah. Like I wanted to be like that motherfuckers and like being angry and, and just being out loud so I could get it out of me, the, the, the frustration, the anger, whatever it was, I wanted it out of me, but yeah. I couldn't say it out loud. There was this, I'm like, okay, girl, you're in a safe space. No one's here. Nobody's listening. You're not going to hurt people's feelings. Now right. is the time to express it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't emote it out. I couldn't, I was like, what is wrong with me? And but I was just so afraid of doing that, that I was like, oh, okay. I still got issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause it's crazy. You know, like, again, like we're not, we're not taught that that's okay. Sometimes, you know, like we're watching a movie, right? Like, so we'll watch a movie when somebody's having like a hard time, they'll take them out to the beach and they'll be under the pier and they'll go scream like a wild animal. Right. Like, and it's this, big beautiful scene where they let out all of their frustration and anger but it's a movie we're not doing that in real life right like so it seems like if I do that I'm perpetuating the anger that I'm giving it power that I'm allowing it to come here and take over and all of these things that we have in our heads because we're not working through it it's like the big scary monster that we're just going to let be big and scary over there because we're afraid that we don't know how to handle it what will happen if I let this loose will I be able to put it back in this cage you know will I be able to 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 get through it if I let it out will it keep coming out will everything else come out will I be calling people and sending text messages like do I trust myself with this emotion no of course I don't because I don't practice <laughs> right like it's this whole circle of well this is why it's happening but how do we get off of that hamster wheel you know yeah. like how can we gingerly put a toe out without dragging our whole selves out <laughs> you know um yeah it's i that's it's funny how how our responses can just swing in each direction you know um i think for me my anger I, I, violence wasn't really a lot 
of my fear, it's always been words. I've always been very, very sensitive. I'm, if my if my father called me right now and started yelling at me about something, I'd start crying hysterically. Like, cause it's just, I don't like to hear words like that. So angry words, you know, fighting, just saying mean things to each other. You know, like those were the kind of things that happened in, you know, like in my family, my extended family too. There's a lot of alcoholics in my family. And when you get drunk, you say mean shit, right? (laughs) So I'm too sensitive for it. So to me, it's like, just stop it. Don't, don't participate in it because you don't, the other person's a wild card. You don't know what they're going to do. And if they start with that, you know, you're going to lose it because you still don't know how to handle that. You still don't know how to look at somebody in the face who's saying something mean to you and just let it happen. You're going to make it worse. You're going to, you know, and all those things, those are the battles that I personally have to have of being able to say, well, if I have something to say, if I have a boundary that's crossed and somebody's going to have an angry reaction, I'm going to learn from that and I'm going to let it happen. And I'm going to let that emotion sit with them. You mad, be mad. Let your, you want to go have a horrible day about it? Go ahead. But I have to take care of myself. Easier said than done. You know, and I know that. I know that when I teach it to other people because I experience it. I get it. Yeah. And, you know, and when I was in that state of anger, I mean, thank God for therapy, right? <laughs> you know, we, you know, that's, that's what helped me kind of just unpack it a little. It, it helped me kind of, go into it and, and see, you know, why, why was, you know, it, it, the anger wasn't invalid because it wasn't this, the root emotion, mm-hmm. but that's how it presented yeah. because it presented from, for me, from a fear, a fear mm-hmm. of being looked at in a certain way, a fear of being connected with a part of myself that was a long time ago, you know, mm-hmm. in that situation. So it, it, it helped me see, you know, therapy does love therapy. Yeah go see therapist guys. Um, but it helped lead me to where, what was the root cause of that anger? What was the stem? What was the handle of the umbrella that was holding up that anger as the front emotion, but yet was more deeply rooted within me. There was something different. And, and it led me to like some huge life epiphanies of, you know, realizing how I'm, I'm fracturing myself and realizing how, um, you know, I am like, just how I'm not accepting all moments of me in my timeline. Like I'm not accepting certain parts of where I was like, you know, the drunk girl in high school, you know, I, 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 I'm fracturing certain parts of me off and not accepting. I'm accepting of where I am now because it's all cute and, and like growth and like whatever. But yet I go back and look at the times where I was in my darkest hour and I'm not accepting. And so that's, that was a big life epiphany for me in my process right now is I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's, I'm fracturing off parts of who I am to make myself feel okay. And, and so that came from that, that angry moment when I processed it in therapy led me to see this big, huge gap, this issue that's happening that I need to know so I can again, reclaim my physical space in life. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to encourage you guys is to know that when you are angry, you know, there, there's like Vanessa said, it's that umbrella emotion. 
but it's like there's all these little pieces of it underneath it that hold it up front it's like you know you have pain you have fear you have hurt you have whatever that's that's holding the umbrella up mm-hmm. that's all the support systems of that umbrella is all these other emotions that keep it in front of yeah. the, them so I just and, yeah. and it shields you from all of the stuff that's trying to come in and poke holes in the umbrella or whatever you know like all of that positive stuff all of that you know healing that is there it's like umbrella stops that I mean umbrella the umbrella stops that the anger you know like is 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 causing us to ignore those things and not let them come in because we're not closing the damn umbrella and merging the difference between what I want to feel and what is actually creating this anger you know we we're, we're we're aiming to close the umbrella not because we don't want anger but we don't want anger blocking you know, us from understanding what's underneath and understanding what's trying to come in, what healing was, what is trying to come in. We're blocking with that anger, you know? And, and I, I, I love our visuals. I know. I totally thought, I thought I, I, I closed. <laughs> well, and I'm thinking too, is like, okay, and therapy helps you switch out the umbrella to a clear umbrella. So <laughs> you may have the anger and you may see, but you see it better. And it's not blinding you. So instead of getting the pretty rainbow colored one, now you have a clear one that you see the anger, you see the supports, you see how it all works. And you can also live your life through it. You can see through it and move forward. I love that. I love that so much. Like I just, I looked up in my mind and I saw like, it's okay, I'm angry. But once I get through that, here's what's on the other side of it, like coming through, you know, like let that rain down, let that, that rain of like, cry it out, let it, let it rain down because that's a good thing that you need right now. You know, like that release. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I, I get a lot of people's anger, you know, in, in the work that I do, I get a lot of rants. I get a lot of whatever. And I'm like, you know, and then I get the apology. I'm so sorry. I'm like, you don't got to worry about me. Like, I'm not a person who's going to react. You don't have, I'm here to help you process this so that you don't have to do this that often <laughs> because you are going to find it difficult to let it out like this with other people but we're trying to learn how to manage it so that it doesn't have to come out like this that it can come out with a you know like yeah I might have heightened like uh, heart rate like I might still have like some of those physical things that are happening but I'm able to mentally go through it I'm able to sit in it and be like I am so frustrated right now but if I'm saying I'm frustrated, it means I know I need to find another way to do this thing that I'm trying to force, right? Like, and so now I have an out. It's not going to stay here. It's just here for now. And I'm okay. It's okay to be frustrated because without frustration, I don't see the problem in front of me as I'm, you know, maybe trying to force something that's not going to happen or, you know, I'm ignoring something (laughs) that I really need to stop ignoring, or I have set a boundary and this person is crossing the boundary and I am angry. And that means I have to do something about this person crossing my boundary, you know, and allowing yourself to find a solution inside your anger instead of feeling like it's hopeless and that it will just continue to come and ruin your life every time it shows up. Well, and understanding the anger and where it comes from also gives you the ability to not let it consume you. You can yeah. sit, you can be in anger and be like, okay, I'm angry and allow yourself to feel it, but yet not allow it to like consume you 
because I think that's where we go wrong is we hold on to it so much that the anger, that, that anger wave just takes us under, it takes us over and we can't, we, the reason why we can't find our way out without help is because we've allowed it to fester for so long and we're not allowing it to be a part of who we are. That's why I got angry so fast was because I, I was holding so much of that within me that when that trigger happened, I was like, rah, yeah. but, but, you know, and then I was like, oh my gosh. And it just, we can be constructive with anger. Anger can yeah. be a very constructive thing if we allow it to show us what it's trying to show us and not be the veil for other things. Like if we allow it to reveal what it's behind, you know, behind it, we can, we don't have to even deal with the anger. The anger is moot because when you know what's supporting that anger and you work through that or understand it, the anger kind of goes away. It dissipates. Once mm-hmm. I figured out why I was angry in that moment, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to be angry. Like I let it go. <laughs> I was right. like, oh my gosh, thank you anger for showing me that I was causing myself pain because of what I was resisting and how it really wasn't the thing I was angry at. It was just the trigger for me to be able to see what was supporting that anger and the hurt that I was causing myself because I wasn't seeing what I was doing to myself. Right. Right. And the more times that you do that, the less explosions you have, right? Because a lot of people, and especially men, y'all know that I am like all about, like, I understand you and I, and what I don't understand, I'm trying to understand, you know, because I get it. You're done. You've been done dirty in this emotional uh, roller coaster of life and, and being taught how to handle it. But a, a lot of times you see men explode because they haven't, they, they haven't been taught how to handle those little anger moments and they wait for something that quote unquote, validates anger, right? And then it all comes out as rage because it's everything all at once. And it's like, I was right to be angry right now, finally, right? Like, so something happens and they're finally allowed to be angry and it all comes out and then then you what happens you're in trouble because it's too much of a response (laughs) this is an inappropriate anger response yeah it is because it's all the other little things all along and all those other little things come along come from our belief systems and we can't talk about anger without talking about belief systems because that's what it all comes down to when i have a discussion with somebody who's very angry about something i have to get to the root of that of well, why, what is your belief that makes you feel that this is wrong? And that's why you're angry. What is the belief? A lot of times there's, there's a lot of ingrained programming of, well, you're supposed to do this. People are supposed to, if I had a dollar, an extra dollar for every time somebody said that I'd have a lot of extra dollars because if somebody's supposed to do something and then they don't, my belief system says I'm angry at them because I can't believe anything else. I can't allow myself in that moment to say, well, maybe their belief system says that this is okay. And they're not trying to piss me off and they're not trying to attack me. Maybe that's what's happening right here. And maybe I can examine my belief system and open it up a little bit to like, that's cool for me, but it doesn't work for them. Okay. They're not hurting me. They're not hurting anybody. They're only hurting me because I believe that what they're doing is wrong. It may not actually be wrong. <laughs> it's just my belief system. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because 
and anger is so, you know, there's such a, I don't, I don't want to say like against this energy. It's like, it's all about somebody else usually when it comes to anger and it, it's all about, you know, what somebody else has done or not done. And, you know, and when it comes to that, it's, it's interesting because when we work through the other side of that anger and the things that are supporting it, we begin to realize we don't really care. Yeah. We don't really care. And that's what confused me with the situation I was in, because normally in that situation, I'm very like, oh, I'll just deal with it. It's okay. I'll just call them and we'll take care of it. It's not a big deal. But for some reason I've been in this, that I was in like the alchemy of that situation in that moment. And whatever was happening was such that I was like, my head exploded. It was like, I was just like, holy crap. But, and it was just because of, of somebody else's actions. Now at the end of it, when I figured out why I was angry, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. And I did, I called it and fixed it. It was not a big deal. Yeah. And, and the lady on the other end of the phone was like, I was like, thank you. You know, I'm not that type of person and blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, okay, like this lady has lost her freaking mind. Cause she doesn't know what she's like. I'm like, I, she was just, I could hear me like, what do I say to somebody who sounds like they're having an emotional breakdown? Um, yeah. Lady is literally processing her emotions with me. And I just don't know how to, but this was not in the training manual. This was not what I signed up for when I got this job. I don't know psychotherapy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was one thing that like when I was growing up, so I grew up in, in like a recovery mindset home. Um, you know, my parents were real big on using, um, you know, just my um, recovery mindset stuff. And one of the things that they used to say that used to make me so angry when I was a kid, because I was still learning, you know, like I was still relearning, I should say unlearning and relearning because, you know, my early childhood experiences were very different than even, you know, my middle childhood experiences and older ones. Um, but they used to say, how important is it? And of course it was like, it's really important, <laughs> obviously, if I'm angry, right? <laughs> in my, in my non, like in, in my mind, that couldn't use critical thinking um but then you know the follow-ups are like is it going to be important in five days is it going to be this important in five days will you be this angry in five days will you be this angry in five months will you be this angry in five years like the rule of fives um we still use it in therapy we start with five minutes even though the, i mean everybody's like yeah five minutes are gonna be mad because <laughs> most people are still mad five minutes later but it just allows you to switch that mindset to what's really going on here how, how important is this to the big picture? Am I only, am I using little picture to paint big picture? Because most of the time, yes. And that allows us to slow down. It allows us to look at it, right? So, okay, well, if it's not going to be important in five months, why is it important right now? What's, what's, what's the matter, right? Like, what's the matter you? Because this is about you. This isn't about the other person. This isn't about something else like that. Again, slow down. It's, we're talking about us. And that's, you know, when somebody's doing something to us, but we have a lot of anger ourselves too. I think a lot of anger at ourselves. And again, going back to that belief system and expectations that we have of ourselves and comparisons that we make of ourselves create anger, right? Because we can't achieve, we create frustration because we can't achieve, create, you know, all of this negative energy of, you know, we need to beat ourselves up 
about this. And, you know, I mean, beating ourselves up is, is an act of emotional violence. So that goes under that, <laughs> that anger umbrella for sure. <laughs> you know, and it's like, when you put all of these concepts together and really sit with them, I mean, I know we're throwing a lot at you guys right now. <laughs> You're listening like, whoa. But when you really sit with these things and really internalize these ideas that we're talking about, your anger comes and goes very, very differently. You're able to sit with it and go, all right, how, how do I fix inside me what's creating this reaction? How do I get myself to the next level where I don't have to feel this anger right now? How do I get there? I know why it's here. I'm glad it's here. It's helping me understand myself. It's helping me see a wounding that I need, that I need to be working on. Okay. Take a deep breath. It's okay. It's fine. We don't have to hide this anger. We just need to not express it violently (laughs) or hurt other people with it. Simple. (laughs) Let's not murder anybody now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's funny you say that because you were talking about the five years, five minutes. I'm like, I wonder if that's why everything in my life happens within a five-year span. Like my marriage was only five years. I lived in Canada for five years. I lived in Arizona for five years. Every five-year cycle, I seem to be moving. (laughs) Yeah. Mine's four. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what is this? Is this some psychotherapy I'm doing on myself or what? I think, well, it's, I love that you said it because I think it's an introspective, right? I said it when, when I left my last relationship, I said, okay, this is like the third time that four is the limit. Four must be my limit for bullshit. Like I have, I have to understand that each internally, however many days, four years is, is my limit. (laughs) I will not tolerate anything I don't like for more than four years. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Mine's five. And even then, like, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I, I I just was like, yeah. Cause I, yeah. And all my dad's marriages were like five years long. Like, it's like, I'm like, what the hell? It's like generational man. Yeah. When somebody (laughs) says, you know, will it matter in five years? I said, I don't know, because I don't even know where I'm going to be in five years. Right. I could be in a new state. Right. Right. It could, it could be the catalyst that makes my five years from now different than today. But yeah, I mean, that's an amazing, I mean, that's, that's, that's an amazing thing to come to, I think, you know, because for me, when I came to that realization, I thought, okay, you know, like, and, and I have certain times of the year where I do certain things because of maybe frustration. I think usually frustration. I mean, I do most things out of frustration because if things aren't going the way I want them to, I get frustrated and decide I need to do stuff about it. September is a year where I do a lot of things. Like you can historically look at my Septembers and they're very <laughs> like, here's when we're going to do it kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I think it's just, again, like when we're talking about anger and it goes into everything, you know, but we're specifically talking about anger here, but that introspective of learning about yourself, knowing about yourself, it's so freaking important. And those things are only done through this sitting with it, understanding that this is about me. This isn't about other people. That's the biggest thing about anger. Everybody, not everybody, there's a generalization. Most people believe that anger is about another person. I am angry because other people wrong me. 
I am angry because other people are wrong. I am angry because things don't go the way that they should. You know, there's all this, (laughs) right. Like there's all this outside influence rather than like, I'm angry because I won't accept that. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that, that thing, but that's what's really happening. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. I, I, you know, anger and anger can be such a, oh, I want to say fickle, you know, emotion too, is that it's funny because I've known in my, in my lifetime where I've been angry and then I realized, oh, like I totally misread the situation. I totally misread the environment. And then I feel like I'm really sheepish for being angry in that moment. And I'm like, oh, you know, so there's sometimes too, when our anger is not so much false, but it was based on what the story I had in my mind was. Absolutely. And so it's, it's, it's really interesting. We, we have to be careful about what we feed ourselves, what we're feeding our mind, because if we're feeding it information, that's either false or not, um, you know, not vetted information, we may be looking a little sheepish because we're being angry about something that really didn't, wasn't warranted. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and another reason why people may suppress their anger, they don't trust themselves, right? Yeah. Like, well, I have a tendency to fly off the handle. How many people say that? I have a tendency nice. to fly off the handle means I get angry. I don't know how to handle my anger. And I call it flying off the handle because I'm not supposed to do it. Like I've learned about myself that I do it inappropriately. And so I watch myself. And when you watch yourself, it means you suppress yourself, right? Like when I hear, I mean, this is the problem of the brain (laughs) of someone like me is that like, I'm always, I hear that. And then I hear this over here and I'm like, oh no, like I wish I could just turn that part off my brain. I don't want to know that about you. I want you to just like, tell me who you are and just let it be. But you know, all of those things, like we don't trust, then we, we create mistrust until we do that internal work, right? Like of being able to say, all right, I feel a little sheepish right now because yeah, I did. I got really angry. Why did I get really angry? What was the belief, right? And where did that belief come from? You know, and how did I fall into that so quickly without any evidence? Yeah. was I going? How did I get there so quickly? I didn't ask questions. I didn't, you know, I didn't stop at go to collect $200. I just, (laughs) there I went. How did that happen? You know, like what did that touch? That happens to me all the time. If, if, If I get in kind of an argument with anybody, doesn't matter who it is. There's a certain point. There's certain things that get said that will trigger me way quickly. And then there's other things that I'm just like, oh my God, you're being dumb. Like, I'll just roll my eyes and be like, this is just an attack. You know, this is about you. Like I can do that. But then there's other things that it's like, I hear it and I automatically go to your, you believe this about me. (laughs) And that's why you said that. (laughs) It's like, holy shit. Like, how did you get there? Like, how did that, I mean, it's all in our brain. It's all hair trigger. It's all fight or flight. It's all learned behaviors based on, on experience. So it's not wrong, but we have to learn how to slow that process. We have to learn how to go. That's my story. Get more evidence, become a detective instead of becoming the judge, 
Yeah, detective, not judge. Detective, not judge. You know, and just really slow that roll. Right. I mean, because like, you know, it, it, because then when we, you know, we need to understand is that sometimes our reality is based on our own insecurities and what we make up about what people think about us. And yeah. that's generally a more of a reflection of what we think about ourselves versus what somebody yeah. else thinks, because most of the time, most people don't care. Yeah. But we are and, not. The center of even there. They're like, what are you talking about? Right. What? I didn't, I wasn't even, what, who are you? You know, it's like, (laughs) right. Yeah. Like how could I have possibly in that time period thought that well enough to say that one thing to you? How could I possibly have done that? Like, well, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) but you did. (laughs) And so now, exactly. I feel a little sheepish because you're right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I did make that whole story up. That was (laughs) my belief about myself. That was my story and I made it yours yes because I I decided I was the center of your universe right now (laughs) but you couldn't possibly be thinking your own things it was all about me (laughs) right exactly it's all about me all the time Um, so Vanessa if 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 someone finds himself in a state of anger and their anger is the umbrella type of anger where it's being supported by other emotions. And they may not be aware of that, or they just, they're very angry. They're having a time, a hard time expressing it. You know, what are some things, A, that they can do to express the anger? And what are some of the things, B, they can do to help not diffuse it, but see underneath it, mm-hmm. like see underneath what's supporting it up mm-hmm. um, as, you know, as a rogue, our residential rogue therapist how would you help people get through that anger that which is valid you know anger that validity of anger because it's based on all these other emotions that are there Mm -hmm. well I think I mean depending on the kind of person that you are you know some people are very physical people right um so there are people who who are they do well to go do something physical or even changing the scenery or doing something outside you know there are people who are kind of calmed by the elements you know as and just knowing that about yourself like okay I need to go for a walk and when I'm on my walk I need to touch some trees I need to you know do some stuff or run or whatever you know knowing that about yourself of what what kind of things take me down no matter what what kind of things take me down? If I'm a physical person, I need to do something physical. I do not need to punch a wall. However, I can punch a bed, right? Until I can figure out how to not punch anything, <laughs> right? Nobody in that bed. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't punch anybody in the bed. But yeah, I mean, and we do that even with kids, right? Like we tell them to scream into a pillow, right? Because you're not you're not engaging the whole world with with your primal scream, but you're letting it out because when you're, a child everything is verbal expression you don't really know all of the other stuff the other stuff is learned behavior so you know it works for adults too you need to put your face on a pillow and scream bloody murder into a pillow to let yourself do it go ahead do that if you are a crier an angry crier let yourself cry if it means you will take an extra shower so that you can rage cry let it happen (laughs) You know, the more you try to bottle, the worse this thing gets. So if you're a physical kind of person, do that. If you are a cerebral kind of person, if you feel like um, you overthink, um, I always suggest to people that they write it down 
and not filter themselves. It doesn't matter how nasty it is. It doesn't matter if you write terrible, horrible things on that piece of paper. It is not with judgment. It's meant to be the release, to let it out. It's the paper doesn't get seen by anybody. It's just for you to release it. And then you can do with it what you want. If you feel like ritualistic, ripping it up, makes you feel good about getting rid of it. If you are like me, you like to set things on fire <laughs> to get rid of it, to be like, you, you gotta go, <laughs> right? Some people flush it down the toilet because water is a thing that makes them feel like I'm cleansing myself of it, but it's very mindful. All of these things are very mindful. What we try to do when we're in anger is try to come back to the present moment. And that's through mindfulness. All of these activities are mindfulness activities. Come back to awareness of right now in this moment, what can I do? Because I can't change the world. I can't change the, the, the trigger right this second. I can just change my reaction in this moment. And then when I calm down, when I get myself to a place where I can think about these things, then I'm going to do the work. What happens a lot of times though, once we dissipate the anger, what do we do? We just go on in our merry way and forget to do the work. <laughs> so the most important part of this, no matter what your thing is, and I, and I also didn't, I didn't go into verbal. If you're a verbal kind of person, you got to set yourself up with those safe people that will let you vent without, um, with, without discrimination, without that carrying. And that means a lot of times it's your therapist because that person is a neutral third party. They're not going to hold it against you. A lot of friends, even if they are your friends, they're not holding it against you, but they remember, right? We all have human experience. They may remember and may create like fear for them, right? Like, I don't want to make you angry that way. And so I might treat you differently. And that's, again, this is why we have therapists. Um, but anyway, so those are like some of the ways to try to dissipate it or at least get through those, those high emotion moments. But then the work has to be done. You know, if you want to work on your anger, you have to do the work of your belief systems. You have to do the, sometimes we do it verbal journaling in, in session because there are some people who don't like to write things down. And then the people who do like to write things down will journal about it of, okay, we're going to take it apart. What happened that made me angry? Why was I angry? What did I believe about what they said? What did I believe about what they think? And what do I believe about myself in this situation? And really take it apart and challenge those beliefs of it may be true for me, but it may not be true for everybody. Right. Or if it's right, if I am a hundred percent, sometimes it happens, right? You know, we got, there's some people out in the world doing some really bad things and we, we are getting angry about it. And as well, we should. What can I act, what can I feasibly do, right? We are not God. I can't go create something. I'm not going to go teach a lesson, right? I'm going to go teach a lesson. That's not going to do anything. What can I do to make myself understand and accept this human for what they are or this situation for what it is and move forward in a better way, maybe in a different direction, maybe with a different person or what, whatever that is, we're problem solving at this point. What is the belief system? Challenge it and then create a solution for dealing with it in the future, but also for working through it. If you come across something that says, yeah, my self-esteem got really hit there. We got to work on self-esteem. We can't just leave it there. 
and go, yeah, I mean, I got really angry because I felt hurt because I felt like that person was calling me a dumbass. And there it is. <laughs> Can't leave it there. Cause the next time you feel like somebody's calling you a dumbass, you're still going to get angry. <laughs> yep. yep. It's layers, layers, <laughs> <laughs> layers and layers and layers, which sounds scary. Another theme of the week was a lot of people going, this is a lot. This is a lot to work on. And I just give that reminder of you treat the root, you treat the tree. You don't treat, if you treat a leaf, you don't treat the tree. So if we're just looking at one thing here and there and trying to heal that, okay, sure. You're going to have a couple of leaves that are great, but the rest is still going to die off. We treat the root. And once you get to the root, there's only a few of them, right? The leaf, there's tons and tons of leaves, tons of problems, right? Yeah. But the roots are usually very, very few. So once you heal the roots, you heal the entire tree and everything else comes very, very easy. Truth. 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 I love it. I love it. And remember <laughs> that there's, there's another side of anger, I think, um, energetic wise. When, when we're angry, it's such a hot emotion. It's such a powerful emotion and it's all valid and we need to have it there's no way and that's another misnomer is that spiritualistic people are all zen they're like they're they're namaste and that's all they are and while that may be true it to to a degree but we still feel anger we still have trauma most of us healers are healers because we've experienced trauma we've experienced it so if you're on the spiritual path and you feel like there's a stigma around you being angry because you're on the spiritual path, I encourage you to lose that idea because your anger is, it's, it's like, it's like the check engine light for your life. It's like when you're angry, now some things may just legitimately make you angry. Like, you know, like, politics or stuff that is in politics and like feminism and there's a lot of things to legitimately out there to make you angry that's nothing wrong with that but when you're talking about your personal self your personal being and your personal life it's okay to be angry it's okay to have anger because that little check engine light that's coming on is saying there's a something here that needs your attention there's something here that needs to be aware to you because you're in that right space at the right time to hear what it has to say. Now, if I were to experience that same thing I experienced and, and went to therapy and saw what, if I would have done that like a year ago, I don't know that I could have handled it as well as I did now. I don't wouldn't have been as committed to working through it as I am right now. And so my anger in that moment, because and that's why I was confused because most of the time in those situations, I'm like, okay, I'll just fix it. No big deal. But because I'm kind of in that, I'm, I'm unearthing some of the darkness, some of those moments of my life and, and working through it, it brought some more up from the depths of my shadow to say, hey, since we're down here, here's another situation that not quite healed. You manage it well, not quite healed. And it gave me the opportunity to say, oh my gosh, and to really, it's, it's huge for me. Like this is we're we're, I mean, this is multiple therapy sessions that we're working on the same thing, but without that anger, without that check engine light that came on, 
I wouldn't have realized how much this is true and how it impacts my physical, my, my, my journey and accepting my physical being and, and, and bringing myself in as a total being. And mm-hmm. without it, I, I, without this piece, I, I wouldn't be able to move forward. I wouldn't be able to have progression. I wouldn't be able to accept what all of those parts of me are. And so we have to realize as healers, as people who think we shouldn't be all upset or angry, that that anger and that upset is necessary for us to understand there's something else still there that you need, that needs your attention. Yeah. And it may, it may be something you, you've never been angry about. It may be something that's never bothered you before. But if that's the case, that's especially where you need to stay, step back and go, what, what am I feeling? Why am I angry? Like, what is it triggering within me? And why is that triggering? Yeah. And so it's, you know, I I hate to always breeze through, put some light into a situation, but sometimes anger is our, is is a a gift to indicate where we have work to do or where there's healing possible because you're ready for it. Absolutely. Everything. You know, if, when we see it in that light, when we see everything in that light, we're able to, to really get real and get hit acceptance where acceptance needs to be and hit detective, you know, fixing when, when we need to be, you know, I say that about anxiety too. There is a level of anxiety that is a motivator. And so I don't want to get rid of anxiety. I won't do anything. I know that about myself. I'll just do nothing. <laughs> I need a little bit. I need a little bit of anxiety and sometimes a little bit more you know, to allow me to, to hit. And when I feel it, I go, this is because you want, and you haven't been doing. And so just do, you know, and I don't get mad at myself. I don't, you know, go nuts. Like I used to do before and have to go on a four hour road trip to figure out (laughs) what to do. Now I can hit it and go, you're just not, you just need a little bit more action or action in a different direction. It's the same thing with anger, you know, like I'm going to feel it and I'm going to feel it about things I can do nothing about. Sometimes, sometimes I get very, very angry, very angry about bullying. Okay. I'm not a bully. So where's my, like, (laughs) where's my control over this situation? I already control it within myself. I don't do it, but I get angry. I get very, very angry about it happening because of the empath in me. However, when I I can choose to go raging about it and hurt other people or influence other people's energy negatively, which to me is a violation (laughs) that I don't want to be responsible for. I don't like making people feel negative. You know, I can choose to say, well, what can I do to help that situation? What can I speak on today? Where can I add light on this without allowing it to consume me to the point where I'm not helpful anymore. You know, like, how do I let that anger tell me what to do next? Like, well, what can you do? This is telling you that's that, that it's like a, like a, like a lightning bolt, like a download, like say something about it, check in on somebody, do something, allow it to be, you know, a motivator rather than something that twists you up and puts you in a black hole. You know, and that's just one example. There's tons and a lot of people get that way. A lot of people get very angry. I can hit it about capitalism. (laughs) I can really go down that rabbit hole and put myself in a place or, you know, I use it as a motivator. How many people can I help live differently? 
you know, I'll, yep. I'll do my part. I'll do my part to combat this thing, you know, and instead and hit the acceptance of I can't do anything about the whole, but I can do parts. And and if and if I'm doing my part, all right, good for me. I'll motivate other people to do their part. I'm, I'm creating a ripple today instead yep. of jumping into a black hole. You know, something that as I started my journey as a healer, that that attributes to that is that you know you you step into this great space of being able to bring healing to people and then you just get this feeling like i want to heal the world and you know you get that kind of you know idea but at the same time you know that's why there's so many of us that's why there's so many therapists that's why there's so many healers is because we can only heal our own ripple our own pond we 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 are people will come into our pond from different places all walks of life but that's why when when people say to me, you know, oh my gosh, you're a healer, like everybody else. And I'm like, yeah. I said, we need a massive team to heal what's here. We yeah. need a massive team of therapists to help people heal some of their trauma. We need massive amounts of people who do this work to help the wounded, help the people who need it. That's why I'm never going to, I'm never going to think that I don't have a place in this world with the work that I do, because I do, even if it's just my tiny little pond, that ripple effect is going to go outwards. I'm going to encourage people to become whatever they want to become, whether it's mom, whether it's a healer, a therapist, a, you know, whether it's an accountant, whatever it is, they're going to create goodness in their part of the world. And I think that that's something that you know, we all have to look to, don't look at it as a competition, look yeah. at it as we're all on the same team. You bet. Absolutely. If, if, yeah. if, if there wasn't a need for us, there'd be world peace and there isn't. So <laughs> until that is achieved, I will remain, <laughs> you will remain, we shall all remain in this space. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's like a personal obligation that I feel is like, I just have this discussion because I do this with my clients a lot too, but you know, like what's your dream life? Like you, money's not an issue. Like take capitalism out of it. Cause we all get angry about it. What would you do? And you know, I was having the discussion about, you know, I talk about winning the lottery jackpot a lot, but I also know that I'm a healer and I'll never stop. So it's that it's hitting that realistic point of view of money. Isn't about like, I have to take that out of it. Like money isn't why I do what I do. And I know that. You know, it's because I truly believe in helping people. I truly believe in being a positive, as positive an influence that I can be. And that doesn't mean all light. That means shedding light on shadow too. That means holding hands of shadow. That means allowing ugly things to exist because of the contrast, because of the need of the contrast, you know, and that I'll still do that in whatever way that looks like. If I were to win a lottery jackpot tomorrow, it, my ripple becomes bigger is all. And that makes me happy, <laughs> you know, but it's still a ripple. It's still going to affect everybody outward. And yeah, absolutely. And we get that opportunity through all of these things that we're talking about, right? <clears throat> if I feel anger and I uncover what is making me feel that way, we're doing it right now. Hey, if this was your childhood experience here's how you can use it to motivate you here's how you can heal yourself and then heal others heal the generations after you heal the people beside you yep. you know is by looking at these things these ugly ugly things examining them taking them apart healing them yep so 
and over and over and over again, because again, we will still feel anger. Those things will still come up, but we are able to glide down the river of anger <laughs> and, and see what we can do with it as a motivating tool versus something that we have to hide and self-destruct with. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's how to safely process and use anger is, is to just if you can't do it on your own, which most of us can't, I needed help with my therapist mm -hmm. is to find someone to help you, you know, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a healer, whether whatever, whatever you connect to do it because use your anger to help further your path versus destroying the path that you've created. Yeah. So, Absolutely. yeah. So this has been a fun one. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy subject, but I think that I think, you know, we've, we've explored a lot of different ways to handle it, to deal with it, to accept it, to work through it. And if you need further help, if you need help in a, unpacking it and you don't have someone, you know, reach out to us. This is what we do. We, we have professional lives outside of this podcast. And <laughs> that's, those are the things that we do. You know, I'm a healer. She's a therapist. It's like, you know, we, well, she's, you know, I, I wouldn't even, I don't, I don't like using the word therapist because she's so much more than a therapist. And so, you know, I'm going to call her the, the, the healer therapist. <laughs> I got to figure out a word for you, Vanessa. Listen, I made a, I made a video the other day that I was like, therapist, counselor, coach. No, like I just, I don't even have I, I'm on all those things. I mean, all of those things. Yes. It, it doesn't, I don't, I, I'm not a box and yes. neither are you, you know? And I think that that's why it's so comforting to know that it's like, you maybe don't need a therapist, but maybe you need a counselor. Maybe you need a coach and you don't know what one you need. So just go to the person who's all of it. <laughs> See yes. what happens. Right? Many of us out there. There's a lot of us out there, but yeah. Anyways. Yes. There's, you know, and I, and I know that I talk a lot about the psychological side, but that physical side, my gosh, you know, I've trained people to use progressive muscle relaxation during anger because of that flex right because of the body release the physical release yeah. changes everything this is why people find the healing in yoga this is why people find healing in reiki this is why people find healing in things that we can't see the intangible is because it's stored in our body so we want to we want to work through our anger in our head but you are very well served to figure out how to figure out where it's stored in your body and let that go too. So yeah. like we cannot get off of the podcast today without, <laughs> without stressing that as well. Yes. Yes. Because remember we hold all of that cellular memory that we're being triggered by within our physical being. That, that's why it feels the same, right? And that's how we know what to do. It feels the same in my body. I know what this is it's familiar. Yep. yep. Truth, truth, hundred percent truth. So we hope that we've helped in that we've explored and maybe given you a different perspective of anger, as well as giving you some tools and some ways to kind of step into a place of being able to see underneath that umbrella, to see the supports of the umbrella, to make it and then begin to make that umbrella clear so that you can see through that anger. And we love you. And we hope that the next time you are triggered and you feel anger, that you maybe have just a little bit of a knowledge that changes the narrative and how you deal with it that just for a minute makes you go oh wait a minute I remember them saying this 
and then you can change your whole process with the the the, the anger emotion the anger is valid your anger is valid okay let's just leave it on that note and um reach out to us if you need us we love you love you Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.